This is the Multipod, and this is episode number 102. And this is your host, Ted, speaking. Uh, another solo-hosted episode for this one. And Welcome back, everybody. Thanks, as always, for joining in. If you've been tuning in our last episode, where I did a live one with uh, Sonia in Portugal, well, that was pretty exciting. I really hope you check it out if you haven't listened already. And now I am back home. I'm talking to you from uh, my little home studio in Quebec in Canada. And I'm extremely excited to be joined for the second time on this show, our good friend Tio, joining us live from Brazil. How are you doing? I'm well, Ted. Thanks for inviting me back. Yeah, this is exciting. So we knew you, we'd had you on the show before, and we were guessing it was around three years ago. And when we just went and checked... The date that that episode was published, it was episode 56, Finding the Ability to Deal with the Unknown with Tio. It was published on April 19th, 2020. I'm talking to you today. It's April 14th, 2023. And we were just saying before that, for all we know, really, we may have actually recorded the thing on the exact same date. So <laughs> here we are. This is coincidence, but total coincidence, three years later, here we are. Yeah, it wasn't something we planned. Just yeah. interestingly happened to be around that time. Yeah, because uh, we did change the date a little bit and also because um, it tied in with your birthday. So how was your birthday? Nice. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Nice. Yeah. Remind us again whereabouts in Brazil you are. I'm on the east coast of Brazil in the Atlantic rainforest. Mm. So this is in the state of Bahia, mm -hmm. which is in the northeast of Brazil. I always picture you like living in the middle of a jungle or something there. Like, are you close to a city? Are you in a town or is it really remote? I do live in the jungle, literally. Like, <laughs> I live in, in the Atlantic rainforest and it's five minutes from the coast. So it's also got some of the most beautiful beaches here. Yeah. And the nearest town is about 15 minutes driving from where I live. So it's a rural area. Mm-hmm. What would be the closest town or maybe bigger city? So the closest town is Itakare, a proper city close by is Ilheus, which is about an hour driving and a, a mega city. The closest one at an international airport is about six hours driving from here. Okay. That's Salvador. Oh, Salvador. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm looking at the map here. So you're kind of around that bulge of Brazil that sticks out in yeah. the ocean and kind of around the south side of that. I see. Oh, neat. How long have you been there now? I finished eight years in this February. Wow. Have yeah. you always been in that same place then since you arrived in yes. Brazil? Yes. I've oh. been living here for eight years. I guess you're pretty settled. Do you ever think of, you know, moving somewhere else, trying somewhere else in Brazil or anything like that? So I did have a big transition in February where I stopped working. So I had come here to start training and working at a retreat center. And after eight years, I finished my training and stopped working there. I am still living here because I built my house here. So mm. I, like where I'm talking from now, I've built this house here. Oh. And I also bought, I purchased the neighboring property. So I bought nine hectares of oh. the jungle for a project. Like one part of it is to protect the rainforest and to regenerate it because there's a lot of uh, destruction going on here. And also to like materialize some of my projects there. Okay. If I'll be moving, it'll be about 500 <laughs> meters away. <of it. laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, is is it a place that you ever need to leave, or can you kind of stay put there and be 
I suppose, at peace and settled in? Like, do you ever feel the need to get out and see or do anything different? If you talk about in terms of need, no. I feel very fulfilled living here. Yeah. And in terms of needs, like going to the supermarket, yeah, I do that once a week. But (laughs) if you're talking about traveling outside the country, I used to travel a lot before I moved here. But since coming here, I I feel very content just being here. So if I travel, I may go back home to India Mm. once in a while. But again, I I keep it pretty low. Yeah. Do you have neighbors nearby or, you know, friends, community or anything like that? Uh, One. (laughs) (laughs) That's the, the, my teacher who I was training with, she's a neighbor. And then we have okay. a small village about five minutes away, but it's not something I engage in. I, I prefer more of the life that I'm living where I have my space, but I yeah. do engage with people when I want to. So I like to have that freedom that I get to engage when I want to. And when I choose to, I have a lot of space. Nice. I chose this lifestyle very intentionally. Like I, I was living in a big city most of my life before yeah. then. So this was a choice that I'm enjoying till today. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I was thinking that too, because what a contrast from a place like Mumbai and even yeah. Seattle's a big city to go yeah. to a place like this. So yeah. had you dreamt of that growing up in Mumbai kind of thing? Never. That, never. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't until I actually came here that I even considered that this is a possibility. Hmm. Like before this, I loved living in a city. I enjoyed living in a city. I loved the conveniences. Yeah. I loved having Amazon Prime delivering things the next day. <laughs> yeah. Now, even if I want to get a packet of bread, I have to drive 15 minutes. Wow. So, it's there are trade-offs, obviously, but, you know, like, what I get, I prefer to what I had. Sure. Yeah. Well, we want to uh, get you on the show, partly to catch up, because it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Um, since you've, I mean, since we last talked on this show... As to say, three years, you certainly become very well uh, embedded, let's say, in the puttyverse <laughs> as one of the kind of, you, you're already, let's say, one of the, I guess, more active and uh, involved people. But uh, then it really grew into this new position that you have. So that was the other catalyst to having you on this show mm-hmm. uh, is to talk about your new role in the puttyverse. So can you tell us a bit about what that is? Yeah, so... I joined the Partyverse team as the community coordinator on the 1st of April, which was my three-year Partyversary. Okay. So I joined the Partyverse, which was then called the Party Tribe uh, in 2020, on a- I think March 30th, 2020 or April 1st, 2020. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I had already felt a very strong calling to contribute to the community. Mm. It was the first time I was part of such a community and I really liked the energy, the vibe, the people, everything just felt great. Hmm. So from the beginning, I was, you know, like feeling this calling and I did not know what I could do. So I just, what I really liked about it was how easy it is and how welcoming it is to contribute to the space. Yeah. This was something very new for me. So like, you know, since I got in, I realized like there are invitations to just host an event. If you think of an event, you can just host it. And I really liked that. And it was very encouraging. So right right (laughs) from the beginning, I started hosting events. And that's something I've been, I'm doing till today, just as a member. So, you know, one of the things I spoke about is that even though I've taken up a position in the team, I'm also maintaining my identity as a member because Mm -hmm. I still enjoy being a member too. 
sure and doing all all that i have been doing and then after i was contributing in in that way i also started volunteering with the team asking mm-hmm. them if i can do something so i used to help out with the software stuff in the background oh yeah because that was my background so my professional background was a software developer i was working for amazon before i moved to brazil right so i was helping out with the tech stuff in the background wherever i could and whenever i had time mm-hmm. and then since i finished my training in february and i left my position at the retreat center time and space opened up and i realized like where i want to put at least some of my time is in into the party wars and contribute even more in a more significant nice. way so i spoke to joel and emily to figure out how we can make that happen at the moment we have only partially started identifying ways in which i can help so i've kept my position in a very party state yeah. it's, it's you know very flexible right now we're still figuring out what exactly it will look like but mm. the label i have adopted is community coordinator right and for now i'm helping out maybe in organizing some events inviting or welcoming uh, new people to the community making myself available more like if someone needs help within the community for anything so they can reach out to me and also like you know continuing to help with the tech stuff in whatever way i can whatever right. is required yeah do you do kind of a set number of hours i guess per week is it that strictly defined no no So the way I approached Joel initially was that I want to contribute I want to have a bigger role but I want to keep it flexible. So that was something I had stated from the outset and some weeks I may contribute much more and then I may just go silent for a while. So like you know we've established that from the beginning hmm. because my own life my own schedule is kind of like that like I don't have a fixed routine I don't have a fixed schedule so it space becomes available i do stuff if something <laughs> else comes up i need to take a break yeah yeah but in terms of being available to the community if someone needs help if someone wants to have a call i have made my calendar available so like people can always book it unless like i'm okay for whatever reason i may block it out but most of the time it is available uh we'll put that link in the notes but you have like a calendar booking thing yes. where people can find a time yes okay just like on your own website or how do they find it Yeah yeah it's already listed uh, there's a contact page on the partyverse where okay. uh, the whole team is listed and i think already heather and joel have links listed for their calendars right. and there's one been added for me too yeah oh yeah i see it here okay well, that's good to know yeah. huh well one of my first reactions when i saw the news that you were taking on this role was it kind of felt like Maybe the main motivation was to take some of the work off of Joel's hands, uh-huh. the shoulders. <laughs> uh so how how did he respond to the idea when you came to him asking to do more? He does do a lot, but he does love it too. And the way we discussed it it wasn't necessarily to take things off his hands, but to contribute in more ways. And of course, mm-hmm. you know, like there may be things I may help him out with, I may help out even other team members with. Yeah. but Joel seems to really enjoy what he's doing so he will continue doing what he's doing and I'll just add on to that okay yeah so yeah like were you were you taking are you taking over some of the tasks that he was doing or it's really kind of a new stuff 
so one of the things we decided was we've not decided we are experimenting with rather is uh since erica left she left mm. in, towards the end of last year and she was you know my, uh, basically the events director yeah for the party was and since she left like joel and i think maybe even heather had taken on some of those responsibilities mm. so i will be contributing more towards what erica was doing before Okay. But still experimenting, we're still figuring out how to navigate that. But yeah, like that is something I'll be helping out with. Neat. Are you going to be running the party thons then? Not this one. I think for this one, Heather's already volunteered. I may help out, but it's still very early days. And like I said, you know, we're still figuring out. I think there'll be a team meeting next week, so that'll be my first team meeting. Okay. So that will be the time <laughs> where I'll actually get to meet everyone together, and then we'll figure out where we go. From. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's the proverbial multi-potential-like question, but do you see this as something you'll do for a while or, you know, kind of <laughs> take it as it comes? And We, we did uh, we did talk about, you know, starting it in a trial basis. I, I do feel like I'll be doing this for a while. Mm-hmm. Like, I usually, like, if, if I start something, I, I think about it beforehand if I want to commit to it. Like, if... For a role like this, I, I wouldn't step into it for a short period of time because, you know, there's an onboarding process and sure. making that investment, not just myself, but, you know, asking the team to make that investment. I, I only want to do that if I'm sure that unless there's some incompatibility that would prevent us from working together, like in all other scenarios, I would be doing this for a while. Yeah, that's good. So it's... uh. Maybe not question so much of ours, but it's a pretty big commitment then for you to take on something like this. Yeah, I mean, it's something I enjoy. I, It is a commitment, but I also, like, I'm very selective about my commitments to only take on commitments that I enjoy. Yeah. But it doesn't really feel like work. It doesn't really feel like a burden. It just It's just yeah. something I'm enjoying. Nice. Yeah, I, I'm the same, for sure. It's such yeah. a crucial thing. You have to enjoy what you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it, it took me some work to get here, but now I'm very intentional. I really feel out what I enjoy. And that's why, you know, I took the first three years to really get to know the community, to feel the space, to, to volunteer, to get to know the team before I made such a commitment. I'm wondering what have been some of your favorite events that you've participated in over the past three years, just generally speaking, but are there some events, either one-off or ongoing, that really jump out for you? My favorites are the party thon, definitely. Like yeah. that—that that was the first thing I ever participated in within the party was, and I loved it. Just the hurdles, like just getting together with people, talking about anything, whether it's community builders, whether it's the coaches group. We have the death cafe. There's so many interesting things going on. It's difficult to pick one. Because <laughs> you've organized some amazing things. There's the lucid dreaming and waking workshop, right? That was last October, 2022. Yeah. There was the um, empowering yourself and others workshop, the victim to hero one. Yeah. yeah that was about a year ago. And, and then you're doing the whole, what do you call it? The living book. Yes. Story the human thing? library. The party human library. Library. Yes. Yeah. Neat ideas. Yeah, yeah. Like this, this is the latest one. This is the latest event series I'm hosting, hmm. and this I'm hosting it as a community member, not as a team member. Okay. And yeah, I was really inspired by the idea when I first got into it, and doing it in this community just felt right because there's so many interesting people, so many interesting stories. Yeah. And I think it's 
very powerful because it helps a lot of people to un- unblock you know when they hear the amazing things that mm-hmm. some of the community members have done like it gives people permission to mm. to be more authentic to step more into their power yeah it's reminded me of basically this podcast because it's just giving people that platform to you know share their story in a different way they're they're really nice counterparts i think to each other yeah because in this show i mean it's we try to we have conversations but it is kind of led by the host amir vanessa or whoever else wants to host an episode and of course we'll always throw that out there anyone listening if you want to help us out or or get involved with the multipod you're welcome to but that's the nature of it is that it's generally led by the host and there's somebody on the other side who um you know is kind of settling into that role of being a guest and with the with the project with the the living book it's uh people drive it themselves and they're doing that presentation and i guess so here's a question have you had a lot of interest from people who wanted to do it um how do you go about that process of finding the people to actually get their story out there to feel comfortable doing it do they have a lot of questions does it take some prodding or do you find people that really take to it so i just put out a post in the forum and got a response that was much better than i expected and very quickly like a lot of people were very interested in volunteering i had too many people interested so i had a waiting list i have a waiting list of people <laughs> <laughs> and uh, earlier i had planned to do it once a month but because there were so many people who want, who volunteered i started doing it once every two weeks yeah and we have one coming just next week i don't know when this will get published but the next one is on tuesday hmm. and So what I do basically is that once someone volunteers once they message me I have a conversation with them just to you know get an idea of what they want to present yeah to see if they need any kind of help in preparing if they need any guidance yeah I also like you know give them like some guidelines on how the whole thing will go hmm. and the first like now we've done two we'll have the third one next week the first ones were obviously more tricky because no one's got a demo of what it looks like Yeah. But now that we have some recordings, you know, it's it's easier to show people. Okay, this is what it will look like. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's no set recipe. Each one is going to be unique. Each one is different. Yeah. But in terms of asking people, I reached out to a few people who I thought have interesting stories to share. But most of the others just volunteered themselves. I also put out the option to volunteer others, not force anyone. But if you feel like there's a party peep. who has an interesting story to share you can suggest them to participate in this project that's how we had our first book it was someone suggested ross to participate in the project right i'm glad they did <laughs> he's yeah. got an amazing story <laughs> yeah and when you go we'll put the link here too but if anyone's looking for it it's the initial post which is back in february this year mm-hmm. essentially become a book let us read you the human library Pottyverse edition which goes over the the kind of parameters but there's a couple useful videos just like YouTube clips that uh show how people are doing it right so yeah do you think it might i don't know kind of take on its own identity as a pottyverse thing that's like we do it our own way i suppose so i did i did adapt it it's yeah. i'm not doing it in the traditional way because in the traditional way is always done in person and it's a single event where you will have many people volunteering as books and then you have many readers and you have very short sessions which are either one to one or very small group 
Okay. So it'll be like the two of us talking and I am a book and you are the reader and it's a conversation, but maybe for 15 or 20 minutes. I adapted it to the party verse to and changed the style. So I added a theme. So the original theme of the Human Library Project was Unjudge Someone. Mm-hmm. So it's about confronting biases and uh, prejudice. So I have kept that theme because it's a powerful theme. And the second theme I have added is overcoming the impossible because that is something a lot of multipods are doing is that what seems impossible to most, we tend to do. Yeah. That is very inspiring. So these are the two themes I have set. Of course, you know, if someone has something different, I'm super open and welcome to ideas. So I do see it taking a life of its own. I don't know how long it will last, but it seems to be promising. People seem to be liking it. Yeah, yeah. It's been really neat to watch the video so far. I think that's part of the, almost a challenge, but it could be as simple as just doing a button or a little page on the website, but uh, so that people can find them easily and know how many there are and kind of keep track of it. Because like the more you get, the more it's going to be like, well, who's done what and when and just trying yeah. to find them all, right? Yeah. Once once I have enough, I think then we can make we can probably make a collection. Mm-hmm. Right now, two it doesn't seem justified to create a page just for two. <laughs> Well, yeah, <laughs> but it sounds like there's going to be lots more. Imagine where yeah. we'll be in like six months. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I, I I have thought of that already. Cool. Do you have some other ideas then uh, coming down the pipeline, some other interesting community events or something new? So I did discuss with Emily and Joel to do something that's in between an intro hurdle and the very specific themed hurdles that happen in the in the party wars yeah so what i thought of doing is something like a community mixer where people can just come Mm. together and talk and connect with each other without any particular theme and without having any obligation to introduce themselves or talk about themselves so you know one of the things i think that several people experience is that they feel intimidated to introduce themselves or to go into the intro hurdles yeah so I thought of creating something where you can just come and you don't have to introduce yourself. You can just become part of the conversation. I have to still implement this and experiment with it, but I'll at least do it once to see how it goes. Yeah. Well, that's a great idea because I think you and I were talking about this not long ago where, I mean, if you want to have the interaction live, I mean, obviously on video, but at least that kind of live direct conversation in Puttyverse, it's like it usually has to be around some kind of specific topic or a huddle or you're part of a group and there's a group theme. So, I mean, that's great. And then you get to meet people. You're there ostensibly because of a certain topic. But, you know, if you have enough events over time, you get to know people and whatever, learn more about them, just as you do as we do in real life. However, it depends on having that initial I guess, common connection because of the theme, because of probably your group or, or for sure the odd event. But, you know, if, if we try to take the mindset that this is the type of community that could exist in a real place, in an actual town, let's say like a church hall, a community hall type of thing where people meet up once a week, it's a social club, that kind of thing, right? If that was the case, then people inevitably would just kind of chat and you know, just uh, hang out uh, f- from time to time, not for any purpose to be there, but just to hang out. It's a social club. 
Exactly. So how can yeah. we replicate that? Yeah, it's by having these kinds of just open mixer social type things. But I guess I, I think it's really key, though, especially in a group like this where, you know, you can go to that and not feel obliged to say anything or do it at your own pace. Maybe you chat still on like a chat message in the window and stuff like that. Ease into it or whatever you feel like doing. So it's nice to have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I spoke to a few people who really like the idea of you know not having any predetermined theme and just meeting mm-hmm. and seeing what happens organically yeah. yeah that's cool do you think it could be i'm trying to think about the logistics of it like if it was at a standard time you know imagine if it i mean we always struggle with time zones and yeah it's three in the morning in australia and stuff like that but maybe you'd have to have a couple but at least the idea that okay you know it's 12 noon I guess, kind of Eastern time on a Sunday, and that's the weekly mixer, and you can just pop in and say hello. And you might have two people, you might have 12 people, or whatever it is, right? Yeah, I I have not thought a lot about the details about how it will repeat, but I want to do at least one just to, you know, get feedback on the idea, see how people like it, see how it goes, and see how it needs to be tweaked. I'll take it from there. I'll probably do it maybe once a month, so that, you know, it's also something special. Maybe, like, if it's once a week, it just becomes, yeah. it, it loses its uh, charm. Yeah, that's a good point. It's something that's once a month, I think, you know, it's nice. It's something mm-hmm. that you look forward to. And maybe, it's, I suppose, you could it could encourage people on their own to call or organize their own event. They don't Absolutely. have to wait for you, right? But they get exactly. the idea, they kind of get the feel of it. I don't want to yeah. wait four more weeks, so maybe I'll just host my own event in a couple mm-hmm. of weeks, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Like, that's what I said I loved about the party versus that everyone is so welcome and it's made so easy to host an event. Mm-hmm. I, maybe I do it twice a month to make it time zone friendly. So one that's turn friendly and one that's Eastern friendly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Well, now you've been around for three years and, of course, you're very active and, you know, regular kind of daily basis. And uh, I've been curious about your perspective. I mean, particularly for me, because I haven't been around much the last three months. I've been so busy. We've been traveling and all of that. So I'm curious about your perception of how the Puttyverse has changed and evolved and kind of what your view is. What's the state of the Puttyverse these days? How's the community doing? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I could answer that. I have to just put words to it. Like, I feel like there's definitely a lot more going on as time progresses. There, People are more active. People are hosting more events. There are many more hurdles now than there used to be three years ago. There are many more themed hurdles, like especially you know if you see the coaches group, the entrepreneurs group. Yeah. Um, these groups are pretty active. I, those are the ones I'm active in. You also have the parents group. And there's lots of things which are happening regularly, which I think, at least as far as I know, was not happening back in 2020. Mm-hmm. Or at least I was not actively participating in that. So that is definitely something I've seen change. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a good sign. Yeah. Apart from that, even the forum seems to be more interesting. I would put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> like people are more engaged or, or maybe the threads go on longer. Yeah. The people are more engaged. There are more interesting topics also. You know, like it's, It just seems like people are feeling more open to, to speak vulnerably, to be to start new topics on somewhere uh, or start new threads on some very interesting topics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I, of course, you know, all of this is very subjective. 
it's my perception, but that's how I would see it. Sure. Yeah, I was just thinking about that earlier, like uh, how existential are we in the sense of kind of trying to get that overhead umbrella type view of the community itself and how, I suppose, how healthy it might be or just how uh, positive it is, you know. You know, there could be strengths and weaknesses, there could be pros and cons or whatever it is. But uh, to get that perspective, though, from someone like you who is so, you know, actively involved and kind of on the pulse of how things are going. So. I, I wouldn't say I'm as active as several other members who are much <laughs> more active in the forums and the hurdles. Hmm. But I do. I, I am probably like somewhere in between a lurker and semi-active. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, huh. that's how I would see myself compared to some of the people who are very active on the forums. Yeah, that's interesting. Now, I, I'm presuming you'd consider yourself an introvert. Ambivert. <laughs> really? Interesting. Yeah, yeah. like for me, it feels like an option. When I want, I can choose to put myself out there and engage. Okay. Yeah. Have you found then, this comes back to where we started, and it's good to get that background of where you're living and the context of that. So has the community been a big part of your social life, really? Has it given you some kind of out, outreach to the rest of the world, right? Beyond the jungle. <laughs> Definitely. So what was interesting for me was I joined just when the pandemic had started. Mm. Not because the pandemic started, but just because I found the party was at that time. Yeah. And it was just nice, you know, because before that, my social life, I've been living here for eight years and except for those six months during the peak of the pandemic in the beginning, I've been having the retreats and in the retreats, it's a very intense social setting. We are getting people from all over the world. So like usually it'll be a group of 16 to 18 people, people from maybe 10 to 12 different countries in a single group. Mm -hmm. So it's a very powerful social experience for 10 days and then I have 20 days of quiet <laughs> yeah. yeah interesting so that i had that till february now i am engaging much more online and for mm. me it really like feels the same like for me connecting online i can have as deep intimate vulnerable connections as meeting someone in person so for me yeah like that that's why i don't really define myself as an introvert i love my alone time mm -hmm. definitely but i also <laughs> love engaging with people so for me, yeah. like, I'm very comfortable in both. Do you miss it? Do you miss the workshops and the retreats or it was a time to move on? No, it, it felt very much like the right time to move on. Hmm. Yeah, like I have not missed it yet, at least. Hmm. I, I am a kind of person who tends to move on and not be attached to the past. Like even when I left my job at Amazon, I pretty much never thought about it much after I left. And when I left from India, you know, the first time to go study in the U.S., again, it was the same. Like, for me, for some reason, for whatever reason it is, I can let go and go to the next chapter very easily. Because mm. I've thought of you there in Brazil, and I've wondered, do you miss India? Do you miss, do you consider it at home at all still, or is that just too far in the past? For me, this is, I have felt much more home here than I ever felt in India. Yeah. That's one of the reasons I decided to settle and also I stopped traveling. Like before, I used to travel all the time. Hmm. Whether I was living in the US or in India, I would be traveling a lot. Now, I just feel home and I love being home. Nice. I think that's one of the big things that shifted was, you know, 
the feeling of home, my associations of feeling at home were very different earlier. And now home feels very different. Yeah. Home is something I enjoy being in. Whereas I think for, it's, it's something that I have observed in a, in a lot of people is that what they feel about being at home dictates a lot about how much they're comfortable being at home. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. For some people, like they have bad associations about being at home. So like they have a tendency to avoid yeah. settling down or you know, things like that. Well, it helps when you have a beautiful home like yeah. I'm sure you have. Do you have any pictures like uh, we can see somewhere? I, I can share some for the uh, if you want to share them on the podcast page. I've shared a few in the forums at different points. There was one thread about uh, what does your workspace look like. Hmm. So I shared several photos in there. I'll, I'll be happy to share some more. It is very beautiful. Here. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. Nice. Yeah. Well, it's been great to catch up. Uh, as I say, we've been meaning to have you back. And with your new role and the timing here, it was, uh, it was a time to do it. So I guess people can expect to probably see you more or hear more from you, but um, put it in a bit of context now in terms of what your role is in the community and uh, it's exciting to see where it's going to take you and I suppose by extension all of us to see what you come up with so that's exciting thank you for having me thanks very much for coming back yeah thank you cheers cheers